Hey there, I'm Kelly Lyons, and I spent 12 years binge eating, yo-yo dieting, and being food obsessed to finally listening to my body and being in control around food. And I've helped thousands of women all over the world do the same. And if you've ever thought, I just want to eat like a normal person, then you are in the right place and you most definitely are not alone. I'm dropping the tried and true secrets that go way beyond the food, the real talk stuff that the diet industry doesn't want you to know. So if you are done with starting your diet over every Monday, cozy on up and let's get started because I am here to show you how to stop letting food control your life so you can finally live it. This is the Food Freedom Society podcast. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Food Freedom Society podcast. This episode is so good. We are talking all about Halloween candy, what to do about it, how to not binge on it, and then what to do if you kind of like go overboard, which is really not that big of a deal. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to say thank you guys so much. This podcast in the first day had well over a thousand downloads and you guys listening, reviewing, sharing with the people you love and just being so supportive in this journey of mine, it means the absolute world to me because my goal is to help millions of people all around the world. And by you doing what you're doing, you are helping me do just that. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Keep listening, keep sharing, keep reviewing, and you're going to get so much out of this. So I'm really excited about this episode because a lot of people struggle with Halloween and Halloween candy. So when this episode drops, it's going to be the night before Halloween. So I don't know about you guys. In When I was younger, we called it cabbage night. So I've heard it be called mischief night, goosey night, whatever. Um, but it was so funny because my mom, like growing up, never wanted us to go out during this night because it was dangerous. So she would buy tons of toilet paper and just let me, my brother, and our neighbors trash our own house. And then she would clean it up. Like, how wonderful is she? I'm going to do that with my kids, um, but I'm going to make them clean it up. Um, and another thing about Halloween, some people love it. I really don't like it. I am scared of my own shadow. I am 35 years old and terrified of everything. I still cannot watch scary movies. I don't like if I'm walking in my own home, I'm always looking behind me to see if someone's going to jump out. My husband makes fun of me because I'm always scared that like someone's going to come after me or scare me. And he's like, you are not that important. Nobody is trying to murder you. <laughs> and with young kids, I always remember that when I was growing up, I would be terrified just like I am today. And I would go to my parents and they were always so comforting and they were never scared. And I never saw them like thinking that someone was going to jump out. And now that I am a mom to a one-year-old and three-year-old, I'm like, great. Now I have to be the person that's never scared. I, I don't know how to get over this. <laughs> I am scared of everything. So Halloween honestly isn't my favorite holiday. Let's be real. Um, but something I do love is Halloween candy or candy in general. So this episode, I want to talk about how to get past this time. And Halloween can be really, really tricky because obviously there is a plethora of candy around. You have so much more than usual in the house, right? And a lot of times the candy just stays there for days, especially if you have young kids. And something else with Halloween that's important to note is it's like the start, the start of the holiday season. And 
this episode and so many others coming out, we're going to be talking about the holidays and what our identity is around the holidays and why we, this like light bulb goes off in our mind where it's immediately, okay, Halloween hits. And now we're just going to eat for what, 12 straight weeks until we start a new year's diet. It's, it's insane the way our mind works, but Halloween is kind of like opening that door, right? Opening that door a little bit, peeking through and saying, okay, well, I have to be good this, this, this holiday, right? I have to be good on Halloween. But then it's this fear that crap, there's Thanksgiving or, and after that is Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And it's just this long time around food. So aside from like the fear of being murdered (laughs) back in the day, that was always my fear too, when I was struggling with this. All right. So let's talk about Halloween candy. If you struggle with overeating or binge eating or being food obsessed or whatever the hell is going on in your life with food, I'm going to guess your pre, during, and post Halloween looks a little something like this. You feel like the candy is calling your name, right? You're at your drugstore. You see the huge, huge bags of candy and you don't buy it because you're like, oh, can't have candy in the house. I'm going to be good this Halloween. And if you're in a neighborhood of trick-or-treaters or you have young kids, you may not let yourself buy the candy until like the day before or the day of. And holy crap, when that candy is in the house, it is the only thing you think about. Now, old me, I wouldn't even buy the candy that I like. I would buy like Butterfingers and Baby Ruth's. And I'm not a big nut person. I would buy like Snickers, right? When my actual favorite candy is Reese's, Kit Kat, 100 Grand, Twix. So I would purposely buy the things that I did not like because then I wouldn't eat them, even though that would backfire, obviously. So you don't buy the Halloween candy till the day before or the day of. And it's sitting there staring at you the entire time, right? So there's a couple ways this could go here, right? Maybe you have one piece, even though you don't even like it that much, you're just in the mood. And immediately what happens is, oh my God, I screwed up. I had candy. I said I wasn't going to. So then you say, all right, well, it's Halloween. I may as well go big and then I'll stop and I'll get my act together once Halloween's over. So then you binge on candy you don't even like, or then you go out and get the candy you do like, and you binge on that, right? Or let's say the other scenario, you don't even eat that candy. You're good. And you know me, I use my air quotes, you're good, because that's not a real thing. It's completely arbitrary. You're not good or bad if you eat Halloween candy. (laughs) So you don't have it, right? But then let's say your kids come home. And they have tons of candy or you go out trick-or-treating or you're just tired, right? And that candy's in the house and then you decide to have one. And that same story, that same vicious cycle goes around. It's immediately, oh my God, I screwed up. And then it goes to, well, it's Halloween. I'm going to have this candy. And then crap, let me just eat it all now. So it's either out of the house or until I'm ready to start over tomorrow or next Monday or whatever the hell it is, right? So immediately it's this, I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't have it. Oh crap. I had it. All right. Let's keep going. Right. And then we go around and around and around. And some of us have been doing this for years. And by some of us, I mean me. So if you have a similar scenario like that, what I want to do is talk about a couple things that can really, really help you be normal around food. 
And I feel like being normal around food is kind of my tagline because when I struggled, that is the only thing I wanted. So what I mean being normal around food is being able to just have a couple pieces, not thinking about it all day, not letting the candy terrorize you or not feeling like a terrible friggin' person if you have a piece of candy, right? So the biggest thing I am going to talk about, and this isn't like these ridiculous, oh, hide the candy, make your kids eat it, give it away to someone, bring it to work, right? You're just going to eat it there. That, that doesn't change anything. The things that actually change is what we tell ourselves, our mindset. So the biggest thing I want you to say is the candy is always there. I promise you guys, if you live in a place, right, where food is abundant in your life, there is no shortage of Reese's. There is no shortage of Kit Kats. Have you ever gone to the drugstore and they say, oh, sorry, no more candy. We're, we're fresh out. That does not happen. It is just a fabulous marketing tactic around Halloween that we have to eat this candy now. This candy's on sale. You can only get this special kind. You can only get the Reese's pumpkin, even though all it is is actual Reese's just in a different shape. The thing that happens when we immediately say, okay, I can only have this candy now, our mind says, all right, if you can only have it now, then you are going to freaking eat all of it. And that is the issue. And that's what we want to get past. So we want to recognize the abundance that we hold, that the abundance of candy around us at all times. And when you realize the food is always there, it kind of, there's, there's like this less of a pull, right? You don't have this emotional pull for any time you realize, oh my God, I have to have it now. And you feel your self-control slip through your fingers. This is a great way to kind of get out of that cycle. And then the second thing I want to talk about, and this we'll, we'll talk about this before we get into the whole, okay, crap, I just binged. What do I do, right? The second thing I want you to ask yourself is, what would happen if I just let myself have some? What would happen if I let myself have a piece of Reese's and not call myself a fat slob after or whatever other terrible things you may say to yourself? What would happen if I just ate the damn Reese's, enjoyed it, and move on with my life. Because as I talked about in a similar uh, in a previous episode, the the three biggest emotions that drive binging, and if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. The three biggest, one of the biggest emotions that drive binge eating is guilt. So then we have the Reese's, we feel guilty that we have it, and then that emotion and that feeling that we have, all it does is drive us to eat more. So we have to cut out the middleman. We have to cut out that emotion. And yes, that takes practice. Yes, that takes time. Yeah, it's not that easy to do. Comes talking, you know, from experience here. But when we can actually let ourselves have someone something and give us that permission, then we don't call ourselves a fat slob. We don't feel terrible about ourselves. And then we don't continue to cope with that negative feeling about ourselves with food. So when you go to eat the candy, if that's something you choose to do, I want you to tell yourself, I am not a bad person for eating this. I get to have this and enjoy it. And then I want you to realize, wow, what do I feel like after? Because I'm going to guess you immediately don't get that. Well, I had one. I'm a POS. I better keep eating. So those two tactics are a really, really good way to just get out of that vicious cycle that we have been stuck in for so long. And now what I want to talk about is what to do if you overdo it. Because every single one of us in our life is going 
to overeat. So let's say you either binged, you ate more than you wanted, you had six Reese's when you wanted three. And if you can't tell, Reese's is my absolute favorite. I I use that example all the time. The most important thing you can do is be like Elsa, let it go. And I'm I'm so sorry for just singing. My voice is absolutely god awful, but we have to let it go. In any other scenario in our life, we do not throw ourselves down a flight of stairs because we tripped on one. That sounds ridiculous. What happens if we stub our toe? Are we immediately like, oh my God, my big toe hurts so much. Now I need to stub the other nine toes that I have. What happens if we get one flat tire? I cannot imagine there's one person in this world who gets a flat, then immediately says, all right, now I have to go slash the other three because I got one. But for some reason, we do that with food. We have to recognize how ridiculous that sounds, right? We have a couple more Reese's than intended. And it's like, oh my God, now I have to go finish the whole bag. Now I have to go to McDonald's. Now I have to go to Taco Bell. You know what? I may as well get Dairy Queen and then I'll start over tomorrow. For some reason, when we do those actions without thinking, in our mind, it actually makes sense. But if you say it out loud, you're like, that is the craziest thing. And there is nothing wrong with you if you think like that, right? That is how our brain is designed, especially if you have been thinking this way for a long time. Unfortunately, what happens is when we do the same things over and over, Our brain sees that as a routine. Our brain sees that as safety. And we got a whole other episode coming out about self-sabotage and how our brains work. But to get the gist of it is if you're stuck in that all or nothing mentality that, oh, wow, I just got a flat. I may as well slash um, the other three, except let's use that for Reese's and not a car. That your brain sees that as safety. Your brain sees that as a routine and it likes it because it knows what's coming. So immediately Our brain, when we have something that we feel like we shouldn't have or we had more than we wanted, our brain goes to the thing that we've continued to do because it likes routine. So it says, all right, let's go to McDonald's, get in your car. All right, let's go binge. Let's start over tomorrow. So what we have to do is recognize what we just did and move on. There is nothing wrong with overeating. Yes, overeating binging, eating more than your body intended does not feel good. But the only thing that makes it worse is to harp on it, feel ashamed, feel guilty, and then to give yourself a window when you have to start over. What if you chose to let it go? What if you said, okay, I don't feel physically great. I am going to wait until I'm physically hungry to eat again. And I'm going to eat a meal that makes me feel good. I'm not going to eat a meal that has no carbs. I'm not going to eat a meal to make up for the last uh, thing that I just had. I'm not going to go run five miles to work off what I just ate. What if I just let myself be? And I want you to ask yourself that if this situation arises. You know what's unhealthier than having more candy than you wanted? Feeling guilty about it and stressing about it because that drives you to eat more. So here is what I want you to do, guys. I hope you took notes. I hope you really, really got some insight as to how to change from the inside out around the Halloween candy. And if you found this helpful, please DM me on Instagram. Let me know what worked for you. I'm so excited to hear about your Halloween. And I hope you are not as big of a scaredy cat as I am. (laughs) And thank you guys so much for being here. 
If you haven't, check out the show notes. You'll get a quick summary and how to access my free training, how to stop binge eating and overeating without relying on willpower. See you in the next episode. Talk soon. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to the Food Freedom Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review or share on your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at Kelly L Wellness. Send me a DM to say hi and tell me your thoughts on the episode. See you next time.